This is the Edu Livestream Show found on edulivestream.com, featuring your host, CEO Henry Platten from GoBubble.School, and me, Bobby Grenier, supervising teacher for the Pajaro Valley Unified School District's Virtual Academy. The Edu Livestream Show is all about education, being kind, and making a difference. Let's get started. I'm good. That was fun. <laughs> that was like the first time I've gotten to like walk through all of that and, and just see it, you know, in real live space. That was so much fun. Oh, it looked awesome. It looked absolutely <laughs> awesome. Was, creativity shone through. <laughs> we have such a good time when we get together. So, hey, how are you? Awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I feel like I've had about 10 cups of coffee today. I'm absolutely buzzing. So, yeah, really good. Really good. How are you? I'm really, really good, too. You know, I think um, since this is our maiden voyage, I think what we should do is kind of introduce ourselves to our audience and um, let yeah. them know, you know, who we are and all of that. I'll, I'll be happy to start. I'm Bobby Grunier, and I'm sitting in sunny... Santa Cruz County, California, in the United States, where it's in the 70s in the middle of winter. Where are you, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm Henry Platten, and I'm uh, sitting in today, sunny, Chester. Not normally sunny, but sunny at the moment, Chester, in the UK, uh, where it's about four or five degrees uh, at the moment. <laughs> uh, obviously, not uh yeah difference between fahrenheit and centigrade there uh and yeah just having a having a great time and uh loving life excellent excellent so um you have a lot of new things going on over there in uh the go bubble land do you want to talk a little bit about some of the things you know the the idea behind the show was in general that we were going to talk about education and family and kids and you just a whole variety of topics but i thought maybe for this first show you know we should we should share about like our lives and what we're doing and what we're into so tag yeah. your it <laughs> <laughs> excellent i lo i love the warning for that one that was great um uh, Yes. Yeah, so, so, so what are we doing? So at GoBubble, it's all about creating a safe social media for the classroom and connecting. The vision is to connect all of the classrooms around the world. So at the moment, you know, we're blessed that we're in 70 countries and have more than 3,500 registered schools. One of the really cool, exciting things that we're working on at the moment, and which is actually going live next week on World Book Day on the 4th of March, are our new global collaboration groups. And what we're doing is we're bringing students together from all the way around the world, in particular with the group that we have for World Book Day, all about creative writing. So we're gonna be having photo stimulus there, not just from the 70 countries that we're in, but from different countries around the world and giving them there as a challenge for the kids each day so they can come in and they can use creative writing to talk about that image or to use that as a stimulus for their writing. And I think at the heart, that's very much what drives us at, at Go Bubble, 
is that we're always looking at ways that we can save teachers time and to try and look at ways to enable kids to safely connect and collaborate with each other. Um, and that, that's really, you know, that's what drives us, as you know. Um, so, so what are you up to at the moment? Tag, you're it. What are you up to at the moment, Bobby? Wow. Um, I am, uh, as you know, but uh, maybe some folks don't, I am working for a brand new school in my school district. So I work for the Pajaro Valley Unified School District. It's in Watsonville, California, which is in Santa Cruz County. Gorgeous, gorgeous uh, place to live. And um, we this year launched a virtual academy and I so happily got tagged to be part of uh, this, you know, launching a school. So it has been a super fun and insane journey so far. <laughs> we, um, we have been working really hard because when you start a school over here, you, there's all kinds of accreditations and things that you have to achieve. And we have just finished achieving uh, the goals that we had set to uh, meet the, the certification for the state of California. And so we did such a good job, I'm going to brag, on the, the virtual academy. We did such a good job of qualifying that normally the, they give a one-year accreditation, but um, we got three years. It's wow. a huge accomplishment. So it's very, very exciting. And um, I'm, I'm just like super excited for this school. And, and the cool thing about the Virtual Academy is that we could take students from anywhere uh, across the whole United States. They don't have to, to live in our area. They don't have to just live in California. Any state, the, the kids could come and, and uh, study with us and it's free. That's so powerful. That, I mean, the, the ability to be to be so inclusive, you know, and for, yeah. for kids across the states to, to be able to to come together and experience and learn in that way. Wow, that's that's amazing. And you know, as you know, I've been uh, pulling at the heartstrings of Go Bubble to to come into the virtual academy, you know, as as much as we can because that that concept of of you know uh, safe social media you know, and, and a way for the kids to communicate with each other, especially in this kind of a virtual platform, it's paramount, you know, to the success of not only the school, but the kids and all of that. So I think the Go Bubble is, is the service that you're offering is just amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And it's one of the things that, that drives us is that, you know, the, the power of friendship and mm -hmm. authentic audience and authentic collaboration is is immense and you know looking because you know, we were around pre pre-pandemic and the way that schools were using us back then before anyone even heard of covid uh was very much about trying to bring people together internationally mm -hmm. so yeah, schools in toronto like linda edwards's school in toronto connecting with ian rocky's school uh in the uk and then talking about book reviews and book reports together, you know, just things like that, which are which are really powerful, mm -hmm. with kids who would never have the opportunity normally of of going to another country. And then obviously during COVID, it's it sort of suddenly became very very, um, and I mean in a, in a positive way, very insular, uh, in that people were actually looking about, okay, well how can our kids just stay connected, even if normally they attend the same school, 
but they can't physically be in the same class, how can they stay connected? And the, the beautiful thing, being the son of two teachers, is that although I was a, a police sergeant, um, teachers naturally are problem solvers. And it doesn't matter whatever cards you've dealt, they will always have the best hand because they've got that positivity and they want to solve the problems knowing that at the center of it is the students and the students' welfare and what's best for them. And that's that's the interesting thing is now, starting to see the, the new emergence in terms of, of the pandemic and where educators are starting to look. And again, it's now starting to go from that insular, you know, let's look after our, our class, let's look after our, um, our students to then now be, okay, well actually how can we be inclusive where we may not be able to geographically travel, even if it's just down the next block uh, or to you know, the next district, how can we now start to connect with other schools? And this is where you know, the work that you're doing is incredible because you're, you're creating all of that within one learning hub and it's giving them all of that experience. And again, you know, for, for children across the States, that's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's like, um, turning the two of us loose on the internet. <laughs> Here we come. <laughs> education might never be the same. <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually a good segue. E education probably isn't going to be the same after this no. this global pandemic we've we've been through this and it's not it's not over by any stretch of the imagination and you know they 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 do tell us that you know be prepared this could happen again um our world is changing at such a a rapid rate in in so many different ways um i mean maybe we should talk a little bit about the changes that we we see um you know, what do you think? I mean, you're you're on the forefront with from the business perspective. Um, yeah. You're talking with other companies that are out there and the tech that they're bringing to the table. What do you see as as the changes that have happened because of this pandemic that maybe will change the face of education um, as we knew it? Yeah, I, I, and it's it's such an important topic at the moment, and I think the. The caveat, which I, I would always, uh, I'd always have with any discussion about where education um, is going, it's not a case of you know where it has to go. It, it's just it's where it is going, is that the role of the educator is sacrosanct because that relationship between educator and student doesn't matter if we're talking pre-COVID, if we're during. I suppose let's talk about as waves. If we talk about everything we're going through at the moment from you know, end of 2019, early 2020 to where we are now, if that's phase one, then you know, the role and relationship between educator and student, if anything, became even more important during that time. And I think that was cemented by the, the more conscious unknowing of parents. So because parents are suddenly thrown into that role of being the at-home educator, Oh, you can probably hear Luca in the background. Yeah. Uh, he's just saying hello to someone that's just driven past the house. Uh, he's, he's 10 years old. You don't hear him unless somebody walks in front of the house. So there we go. Uh, the beauties of working from home. So uh, thank you, Luca. So uh, the, the, the parents, I think, are, and, and I say this you know, as a parent myself, you know, Rocco is four, Sophia's eight. Um, and even though I'm the son of two educators, which is why I'm not one, that's why I went into the police, because that was the career advice they gave me. Uh, I always had an appreciation for what educators did. I knew I could never be in a classroom and I could never do what, what they do and what you do. 
now being at home and seeing it firsthand and seeing the amount of work that goes into being an educator is mind blowing. So I think what's happened during this phase one is parents are now more aware of and more accepting of the pressure that's on educators. Uh, I'm hoping that means they're going to cut them more slack because they need to. Uh, and I think they recognize their role in that triangle of, of educator, student and parent. I think what's going to happen in phase two. So when when we move out of this phase and obviously we've got um, you know, the, the vaccines available and that people have ready access to the, the vaccine globally. I think where it's moving to is that relationship between those three points is always going to be there at the core. I think we're going to be more accepting of disruption uh, in terms of physical disruption on education. So it doesn't matter if that's, you know, the horrendous fires that were there in California. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, the, the awful weather that's impacting people and suddenly are losing their lives in Texas at the moment um, through to um, power shutdowns. We're coming in globally into a great series of uncertainty. And I think what's going to the my positive my positive view for education and how it rolls is everybody understands its importance, which is great. But also, I think people are going to cut it a lot more slack and, and need to uh, in terms of its importance and how we can preserve the key components, which are relationships between those three points. And then also one of the key strands I think is going to come out of it is a greater personalization for students, because one of the things in terms of um, homeschooling during phase one from from sort of traditional schooling approaches was the blankets handing out of, of resources or, or reading to kids. Whereas, you know, as an educator, you know, in a, in a class uh, with kiddos, and it doesn't matter what age they are, they all have different learning needs and they all learn in different ways. And we try and help them across a common path. But the beauty is that flexibility to, to move either side of that. I think with where we've been in phase one, there perhaps hasn't been as much ability to be that flexible. But that's where I think it's going to change more going forward is that it's going to be flexible to the needs of the of the educator and flexible to the needs of the student. And that kind of personalization, I think, is going to be something you're going to see bearing out more and more. You know, that's interesting. Now, I was thinking as I was listening to you, where was I um, when when COVID hit and. uh um, it's sort of like what I learned at last year as we, you know, we, we, um, started going, uh, doing the distance learning. So we, we kind of defined, I should start there. We kind of defined distance learning as more of a blended learning situation. And then like what I'm doing now is virtual learning where it's a hundred percent. Um, well at the moment it's a hundred percent online. And I think even that's going to, to change, but I can get to that in a minute. What I learned last year was that I had to go, you know, my communication with the parents needed to go from like this level to this level, like right now. And so that was a big focus. And I think some of the success that I had last year was because I jumped on that right away and developed a relationship with the parents. So like right away went after that triangle, you know, to, to cement that, because yeah. if you didn't do that, that's where the classrooms that had the most uh, trouble, like 
that was the breakdown. You had to have the parent buy in and have them helping you. What that translated to this year as as I moved from the distance learning into a virtual learning environment, immediately I went right after that relationship with the parents, immediately established that. And that's actually uh, very interesting. See, I don't ha um, do the amount of teaching to the students that I did uh, in the blended learning, distance learning situation. Right now, I actually teach the parents how to be teachers. They're, they're working. It's like my program's like homeschooling on steroids. So you get this whole, whole homeschooling program, and then you get a teacher, you know, to go along with it. And so they uh, meet with me like every week and we sit down and we discuss, you know, what did, what did you do this week? What, you know, with the student too. So the student doesn't, you know, that we're all in there together like a team and we talk about their education. So that's like huge. That, yeah. that level of discussion, that hasn't really been happening that much in a regular classroom. So I think that that's one of the things that's changing the face of education. The buy-in from the student, the buy-in from the parents, and bringing that all together, you know, with the teacher. And the teacher, like, being more active as well, because a lot of teachers kind of got complacent. Don't hurt me, other teachers, please. But there were other teachers who got a little bit complacent with, you know, just having the interaction with the student during the day, and then once in a while they saw the parents. The interaction I have is, like, almost on a daily basis. And so as a result, I, I'm going to brag, the school that I'm working for, I've never seen like scores on testing scores, like what we're achieving. I have students, uh, I've got, I've got a kindergartner who just started kindergarten this year, right? He's already working at a first grade level. I mean, it, wow. there's no, no holding the kids back and they're just soaring and, and their studies show it, their, their scores show it. And the fa their family unit is stronger, you know. They do things together as a family, and we're seeing just these beautifully well-rounded kids coming out of it. Except there's a component that needs to be stronger, and that's the component that like Go, Go Bubble is working to provide, which is that um, moments of socialization with other other peers and, and collaboration moments as well. And so, you know, I'm working right now to make those things happen as well. But it's a different world we're gonna live in. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's a better world. Yes, yeah. And and I think the you're exactly right. You know, the the kind of storming norming process that that everyone's gone through over the last you know, 12 to, to 14 months the there are so many sort of diamonds that have come shining out of that yeah. where we've got the opportunity to, to move things forward in a in a really brilliant way yeah. um the one of the the nice things as well i think is the uh, and i don't just mean in terms of the triangle now but i'm looking at, particularly here in the uk looking at, at the media the the media appreciation now for teachers has just moved on so much 
uh, and you know, and thankfully, uh, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, and again, uh, I'll never forget initially you know, the number of uh, of tweets and posts that you see just from parents or people in the media who are parents um, who were saying that you know all teachers deserve pay rises. Uh, that you know, there's there's just you know, there's not enough money in the world that you can give to education and how it's underfunded and you know, seriously so. Um, and I think that's great because it, it's that again, as I said before, it's that now conscious uh, unknowing that they have of how just how big this is. Because you know, for some for some parents, you know, their only experiences of education, as you rightly say, you know, historically would have been when they were in school. Or maybe now it's going into, or previously it was going into parents' evening, you know, for a parents' update, you know, once a once a term or once a semester. Yeah, it's it's different now. It's totally different. Uh, and you know, and the things the things that you learn as a parent is great. Like Sophia's teaching me stuff every day, uh, and it's 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 amazing. And we're learning together, and it's it's great fun having that exploration together as well. And you know, it's time with your children like you can't get back yeah you know and 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 i think if uh the parents that i've spoken with if they were to uh find one positive thing during this this time of great sadness for the most part for a lot of families um is that they've gotten to spend time together as a family unit and um and, and in a way that that has been kind of supported um, I don't know about like you, you're over there, you know, you're over in um, Britain and I'm over here in the United States. Um, as you know, our, our situation has been bleak for the last four years. Um, education has not gotten the funded the funding that it needed. Um, um, you know, we're hoping now, uh, with a change that, that, that changes for us, that we're still seeing like, um, Oh, I was just talking with a colleague the other day who was telling me that the um, that there's a mass exodus from even like the state of California that you know people are leaving just because of the high cost of living that the 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 demand for for teachers is not necessarily on the rise right now it's and um, but it might be you know like in our country I think we're shifting around. You know, when you have you have populations dying out, then sometimes the younger generations are like, "There's nothing holding me here. I can, I can relocate to a place maybe where we could have a ch- better chance at life, a bit more success." Um, you know, these things are happening right now that over here that um, are, I don't know what is it like that over there or. I think um, I, I yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting question i think in terms of i suppose there's two parts there isn't it you know, the the funding situation for schools i think there's now um a greater appreciation from the general public about how that needs to increase whereas there may not have been previously you know my dad who was a high school principal always used to say that you know most people will only hold an opinion on your school uh from when they drive past the front gate and that's it you know they don't really understand anything else that happens past that Whereas now people are aware of it, so I think there's a, as a result for for you know the governing parties, there's greater scrutiny over the funding for schools. So hopefully that means that that will increase. In terms of uh, the 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 transient movements of of younger people around the UK, you know because they're not 
uh, tied you know, expressly to, to particular areas. Um, obviously, you know, we, we've, we have other uh, situations here in the UK with regards to Brexit and, and uh, how that's panning out, uh, which is having a, an impact on us as, as a country uh, in terms of movement. So I, I'm, not see, I'm not seeing as much evidence of it at the moment amongst the young people with the movement. However, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that does start to happen. Um, particularly because we've gone more to, uh, to to local lockdown. So it's almost like, you know, the equivalent of counties within a state uh, being able to say, well, actually, you know, you're in a higher risk area than the next state or the next district along. Therefore, you have more controls over you. You have less controls over you. I think what that's going to do long term, perhaps is show people, actually, I don't have to live in a metropolis to have a higher chance at employment. I now know because of this, there's greater abilities to work from home. Therefore, I can actually decide where I want to live as opposed to having to live in a specific area to get a specific job. Um, I think that's that movement in terms of uh, home working and um, non-geographic working is going to be interesting for the UK. But obviously, we're tiny anyway. You know, you can you can drive from one end of our country to the other quite easily in comparison to, to even just trying to uh, traverse the west coast of, of the US. So that that's a good point. I mean we are um land wise we're very much a large country. Um and and I think, you know, for over here we we've been um hit really hard with yeah. uh, the pandemic and our lack of leadership in um trying to c- control it. Um things are really uh on on the the mend you know, that's, it's good. I, um, I got my first vaccination and, um, yeah, they're, they're vaccinating the teachers now so that we can go back into the classroom and interact. And so that's a blessing. Um, it's not mandatory. So there's still a few, you know, issues around that where, um, parents are asking, so how will I know if my student's teacher has been vaccinated? So if the teacher opts not to be vaccinated, then the parents have concerns about the teacher themselves being a carrier possibly and, you know, for the students. So there's still that level of concern and we don't have everything worked out. But I would say the vast majority of teachers are going and getting the vaccine. And um, Brilliant. So, Brilliant. And, and rightly so. I, and again, it's one of the things that, but I wish here in the UK, you know, they'd they'd put the teachers front and centre uh, in terms of getting the the vaccination. Um, sadly, that hasn't happened, but there, there have yeah. been calls for it uh, to happen, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, that does happen uh, very soon. I think if if they were to, wa- it's another one of those situations where if they were to walk in the, the shoes of the teacher, you would realise that classrooms are effectively petri dishes. Yes, they yeah. really are. I mean, yeah. I working from home this year, I have been so healthy by comparison to when I was in a classroom. And honestly, I'm that teacher who wiped everything down and, and disinfected the classroom and still got sick. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm sure, you know, overall, we haven't had the, the flu epidemics or colds and things like that that we've had in the past. But um 
Yeah, everybody's trying to do their part for the most part. We still have yeah. some some segments of our population, unfortunately, that think that this is all a hoax, and I'm uh, yeah can't wrap my head around that. No, no, no. I know. Anyhow, let's get off this topic because <laughs> people are listening, going, "Yeah, now I'm really sad." Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Henry. I um. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's tell tell your story. Yours is really interesting. Tell your story, your background, how you got here. You know, I you shared some stuff with me the other day um, that really surprised me. Um, you know, I I knew about you becoming a police officer, but you shared like the before that. Um, let me let me give you the floor and let you tell your story, and um, so people can understand kind of what brought you. To being interested in in this, you know, where you are with Go Bubble and education and all of that. So go for it. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so so prior, I suppose my my career path has has resembled um, crazy paving, uh, in that it's it's kind of it's it, you may look at anything, oh that's that's weird, but actually there's a common thread that that's been running through all of it, uh, and the common thread is always wanting to to serve always wanting to to improve things and then using the skills which over the years um i've i've built up in terms of communication and an appreciation of uh, of safeguarding and always wishing to to try and find uh safer ways of of doing things and that's not i was gonna say it's not wrapping it in 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 bubble wrap which is quite ironic because that's one of our products is called Go Bubble Wrap. Uh, but it, it's finding um, safer ways to do things and, and still have all, all the fun. Uh, so my my career path started off uh, as a journalist with the BBC. Uh, so when I graduated university, I was uh, a local radio uh, freelance reporter with the BBC. Uh, going back to that was like sort of the mid 90s. Uh, at a time when you would still uh, record the audio on reel to reel and you would have a chalk pencil and a razor blade and a piece of sticky tape and you would edit by yep by cutting the tape and sticking together and I remembered I remember digital audio recordings coming in in the BBC uh, and it, it I'm always one of those. I mean, my first computer was an Atari 2600. So like to properly probably sort of to date me. So. I've always been one that's loved tech and I've always seen the opportunity that tech presents. And I remember being in the BBC and seeing the Ewer recorder, which was the reel to reel being slowly phased out and digital recording coming in. And then um, was blessed to have the opportunity of doing a slight sidestep from being a journalist to working in public relations and actually helping people who had issues with the media, because I was finding it increasingly hard going to stories when people are at their low point in life you know, and asking them for, for a soundbite or a snippet because you have to fill a certain amount of airtime. And then actually is a way of taking those skills and applying them in PR and helping charities, helping organizations uh, and people that, to, to help communicate their message. And that's, uh, that was very successful, won lots of awards, uh, got promoted, ended up uh, early to mid-20s as a national PR manager for a law firm. Brilliant, you know, incredible not bragging but you know, on a decent salary for, for my age at the time um, but felt unfulfilled and felt unfulfilled because I had 
this ability to communicate, but still felt that it wasn't deploying itself in the best way that could add most value and most impact to people. And then uh, a friend of mine uh, called Emma, who's now in Australia, uh, lent me a book called What Colour Is Your Parachute, uh, which is about how to pick a good career that you want. Uh, and essentially got a piece of paper and followed the book and broke the piece of paper into a grid of four. And you know, what do you like about your current job? What don't you like? What would your ideal job contain? And what would your ideal job not feature? Um, and wrote this list out and somebody looked at it and said, well, you realize that 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 nat is a police officer and as i know that literally just hadn't hit my radar at all uh and then the more i thought you know i thought about it and the more i thought about it the more it made sense and the more it resonated with me and i always thought back to my mum, uh who told a very uh, story of when i was very young like three four years of age how in birkenhead which is the the town in which i grew up in which is just over the water from liverpool over the River Mersey. So when you hear the song, uh, Ferry Cross the Mersey, it was crossing from Liverpool to Birkenhead. So Birkenhead's where, where I grew up. Um, and she always tells this story of seeing somebody drop some litter. And there was me age four, and I picked up this piece of litter and ran after this person and pulled on their, their clothing and handed it back to them, saying, you know, you drop this. And she always tells this story about, you know, knowing right from wrong. So when I was thinking about this and thinking about what was important to me, seeing the role within the police made perfect sense. Um, what I had to try and ensure though, is that the people I worked with didn't think that I just completely lost the plot. And uh, there I was on an incredibly well-paid job and me saying, actually, I want to quit. And I want to quit to take a significant pay cut to put on a uniform and walk around the streets of Chester at three in the morning in the middle of December, trying to keep the streets safe. Um, so thankfully they didn't think I'd lost the plot. They could see why it was important to me, did that. Um, and, uh, I always say there's two good decisions that I had. One was joining the police and the other one was leaving the police. So, uh, so I joined the police, very fulfilling career. The, the people that do it for 30 years plus I'm blown away by I literally it's incredible. Um, so my time in the police thoroughly enjoyed, got to work with some amazing people, got to learn a lot of interesting stuff uh, and got to have amazing impact in practically changing people's lives. And then realized um, coming towards the end of my career in the police that what I wanted to do was to actually help children more when it comes to making the Internet safer than I ever could in the police. Because part of the problem of being in the police is you're part of the machine and being part of the machine means you can usually only have an impact on one person at a time that you come into contact with. But the problems that were happening back then, early days of Bebo and MySpace, were running into the you know, hundreds of thousands. And it was a case of there has to be a way that I can help more people. It has to be a way I can benefit more people. So quit. Uh, you can see a trend developing now. Uh, so so quit. Uh, and again, people thought I was crazy because I was on a fast track to become a superintendent. Uh, so um, quit, set up a program called eCadets, which is kids helping kids how to be safe online. Uh, that's benefited more than a million children. And then through that, found how under 13s, which we always knew use social and use social media, but understood more why they used it. And it's not because they want to chat with randoms. They just want to connect with their friends. They want to have those authentic friendship moments. And tech was the enabler to help them do that. Uh, so then thoughts, OK, well, let's build it. Uh, and that's how GoBubble started, really. Uh, 
as a blank sheet of paper in wanting to, to solve problems and help schools and help more kids. In a nutshell. In, 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 a, in a nutshell, yeah. A very big nutshell. That was, a, that was quite a... That was like a, a walnut, not a pistachio, but it was, you know, it was, it was, or a coconut even. That was quite a big nutshell. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, and that, um, Henry, life is a journey. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we have to make all these little uh, detours to get on the path that we're really meant to be on. You know, it's, it's that, um, what are you going to put in your bucket kind of an idea. And as you, you know, you load up your bucket with all these things that seem important to you. And then um, at a certain point, your bucket's full and some things have to go by the wayside. But the, the, the lessons that you learn from the journey and you bring all of that forward with you. And so the person, when you told me your story, I was taken by, uh, how similar our stories are. So I'll share mine in just a, a few minutes, yeah. but um, it just, just how you, you kind of develop by all of these, what seem like odd journeys, but they're not really, because when you, you synthesize everything, you know, it, it really comes down to these little microscopic parts that you just carry with you and, and go from there. Hey, let me, um, let me share um, a little, a little promo um, about Go Bubble for people to see, and then we'll come back and and I'll share a little bit about my background. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Henry Platten. As a father and as a former police sergeant, I'm on a personal mission to make the internet safer for all children everywhere. Go Bubble is creating a safer, healthier, and kinder digital experience for our children to engage with their friends online. It will come as no surprise to you that children use digital communication and language in a different way to adults. We've built our own child-centered content moderation software, GoBubble Wrap. Also our new at-home child messenger app, GoBubble Kids, uses a freemium model and is available on iOS and Android. Our technology can check all content before it appears in real time text, emoji, photo, video, even audio, providing secure scalability and preventing issues before they even appear. We have a fantastic experienced team behind the scenes and we're all making it our mission to make the internet a safer place for children. So pretty awesome stuff there, Henry. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Love it. And it was obviously we were just talking before that about your own journey. I know when all the times that we've connected and hearing your journey, which is which has included tech, uh, you know, included um, being within you know industry as well, it has been so inspiring for me, and, and also. I think personally, quite a unique experience. You know, I, I know a lot of educators globally, and I don't know any who have a similar background to you. So, God, why, why don't you hit us with with your uh, backstory? But aim for the cone, uh, the the coconut shell, not the not the pistachio shell, because that's that's how long I took. <laughs> I love it. All right, tag you're it then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my background is is similar. I I um, 
went to college, got my degree, started teaching, actually taught uh, junior high, high school for about 10 years and um, bought myself the very first Macintosh computer. I've got a model number one sitting out in the garage and uh, yep. it should be sitting in here on my, my desk behind me, but it's, uh, I still have it and uh, it still works and um, <laughs> it won't run anything, but it still works. Anyhow, I, I've been interested in technology, you know, immediately. Um, just couldn't get enough. And that was back in the day, I hate to say it, but that's back in the day when there really weren't a lot of courses open to me, you know, to be able to learn the kind of technology that I needed to learn. It, it wasn't in the schools yet. Um, in fact, the school I was working for at the time, I wrote the very first grant to get the very first computer that that school had, and we all fought over it after that. <laughs> and it was hard. When I moved on, I had to leave it behind. It was like, no, my pretty, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I got uh, scooped up into the world of technology for about 25 years. I left education uh, in terms of the public sector, went into the world of technology. I had taught myself to, um, to at that time, uh, program, uh, and I was creating websites. And that was back, you know, when you had to hire somebody to do that for you because it was so new to the internet. There was no software to help you. Everything had to be coded by hand and, and all of that. And so Every, almost everything that I have acquired, I have, I just have this insane appetite for education and technology has just a hundred percent fascinated me. So yeah, you've got in me this, this odd chick that, um, mm. um, the tech toses in my school district are like, you know, we're we're not on your level. We don't know the things, you know, teach us, you know, and that was kind of how I stepped forward here to start doing edgy live stream. Um, because I realized that I was like talking up here in the clouds. And a lot of times, you know, my audience was not understanding what I was trying to communicate about, like why live streaming is so important to education and why we should be embracing this medium and, and taking it and running with it. Um, and so I started Edu live stream uh, to to educate um, administrators and teachers how to do this, you know, and how to how to either you know uh, use software to do it, do it the hard way, do it the easy way, whatever works for you. But this is a medium that we need to embrace and go forward with because the face of education has changed. And then at some point, it dawned on me that. Um, talking to Henry was more fun than, than just being on here by myself, uh, teaching. So I was like, yeah, Henry, come, let's play and let's talk about education and kids and, and, and all of that. I have found myself, you know, um, I have left the technology, uh, in the Silicon Valley. Now, after 25 years, I have gone back to my first love of teaching and I've been in the classroom teaching, um, until the pandemic uh, really hit. And then this year I actually have gone into a hundred percent virtual environment. And that's not to say that I won't go back into a classroom again. Um, and it, even if I go back into a classroom, I think I'm so changed by the impact 
of technology and how far it's advanced in this one year, you know, because of the, the global need uh, that I'm, um, I'm just, I'm just, my head is buzzing with all the possibilities of things that, you know, that, that we can do as teachers. But the problem is um, getting it to a point where the teachers can understand what it is I'm trying to say to them and can yeah. embrace it and can use it and it's easy and it's not hard. You know, like even what we're doing right now, um, live streaming this, we're sitting here, I, I'm controlling you know, what's happening. You're, you're a, um, a willing sacrificial lamb on the other end. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, it, it, it takes collaboration like that to be able to, to move, you know, maybe one person has the tech knowledge on how the system works, but another person has the information to be able to, you know, to, to present out. My, my deepest desire right now is to find ways to be able to bring the information out into the homes of the families in ways that that hadn't been thought of before, in ways that um, are in keeping with the technology that we have available to us right now. Yeah. And, you know, still looking forward, but not... Um, not not sitting back in complacency in my classroom and going, um, oh yeah yeah you know I'm not gonna learn Google suite of tools, um, you know those teachers I've spent the last year working with a lot of teachers one on one and now they they understand why they should have jumped on that you know because you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, no and and it does it takes some there are some extraordinary teachers out there and I want to use that as a segue. I want our listeners to understand that the show isn't going to always be about just what you and I do. We're, we're a component of that, but our goal with this show was to bring in other people, um, who may be administrators, maybe teachers, you know, it could be even parents. It could be, you know, kid. Well, I don't know about kids. Um, there's, cause there's a little legal things there with, you know, their images and stuff. So I don't want to get us in trouble. <laughs> um, but, um, certainly just, uh, you know, bringing in as many different points of view as we can. I don't want to be narrowed to a, a script or a time limit or any of those things. I want us to just be able to kind of, uh, go with the flow and where the conversation takes us. So it may, it may take us off in education. It may take us off on something really technical, or we may just be sitting around talking about, so what, what movies are you watching on TV or books that you're reading, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the the way, the way I see this first one, this is almost like the backstory for everyone. Yeah. So they, they, they understand, you know, our, our points of reference, our context when we're, when we're talking, um, but yeah, it, it's as you already said. This is just purely uh, like the the pre-C and the and the backstory, so people can understand uh, sort of where we're both coming from. I, I, but yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. 
I, I was going to say I, I should. Say, I'm really, I'm really psyched as well about some of the educators and some of the people we've been talking about who are interested on in coming on in future shows. That is, that is brilliant. I know I'm going to be quiet. Over to you. Oh no, no, I'm excited about them too. Henry and I've been going back and forth, and and um, absolutely like, oh, we should invite this person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this person? You know, I mean, we already have like a master list that's probably going to take us three years to be able to talk to everybody. We're so excited. To be able to do this and um the 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 problem will be like getting our schedules together so that we can both get on there and you know maybe once in a while maybe it might just be one of us doing um the the discussions or something like that i don't know we're we're like i said this is very uh free free flowing form try and say that 10 times <laughs> can, I, can i just say fluid is that okay <laughs> <laughs> please do <laughs> I love it. Hey, I should tell everybody too about like, so how Henry and I met was this, um, this conversation went like this. I was like, huh, this go bubble thing. That looks pretty cool. I'm in, I've got kids who are, um, you know, we're in COVID situation and my kids want to talk to each other. I need a way for them to communicate where they don't do bad things because I, I had fifth graders and fifth graders love to do bad things. And, um, so I'm looking around, I see Go Bubble, and I'm like, huh, this Go Bubble thing, that looks pretty cool. And so I go in there, I'm looking around, and, and um, I, 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 uh, right away, I, I sent an email off to Henry asking all kinds of questions, because I want to know this and that, and how come this, and how come that, and he very, very, very sweetly and politely answers me back, and gets me into a one-on-one uh, -on -one chat conversation, and tells me, so did you know that you had made an account over a year ago, so what happened? <laughs> what? And I'm like, really? <laughs> I had this thought a year ago, I'm, how, how silly am I that I... I should, I should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think, I think that's, that's, that's life, isn't it? Yeah, we, the, there are, there are gems that we see along the way and then either they slip from our mind or, or needs mm -hmm. change. And suddenly it's like, actually, no, we, you know, we need this, we need this now, which is great. Um, obviously, you know, for, for us that, that we can fulfill requirements at different times. But yeah, no, I loved it when you reached out and it was just like, I recognize the name. Why do I recognize the name? Let me just go and search the database of schools that we have. It's like, there's Bobby. Excellent. So, yeah, it's it's brilliant. And obviously, since then, our friendship's grown as well because, you know, we've been able to talk and, and talk not just about, you know, your school, about what we do, but everything else as well. Yeah, Henry and I got on to a conversation like this and just, um, <laughs> I think we talked about everything. And, and we had such a good time. We were like, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about Go Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> figure that out yeah my kids need to communicate with each other you know how's that work <laughs> so anyhow yeah so now we're 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 uh half a world apart from each other and uh, trying to figure out you know uh, a time slot to bring uh you know you you over there in the uk me over here in uh california and, you know, so this, this kind of worked out for us. I'm hoping that we can do these on a more regular basis. And um, so now what we have to do is um, talk to some of those folks that we're interested in, you know, we're interested in having on here. And, and uh, yeah. I'll arm wrestle you for who's first. That ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll let you win. You get to pick the first one, Henry, and we'll contact we'll contact that person and, and have them on and... Um, 
and then you could bribe me to be kind. No, I'm kidding. I'm always kind. I'm a go bubbler. Come you are. You're a go bubbler. And that's one of our three words is kind. So safer, healthier, and kinder. Exactly. Exactly. Henry, um, anything else that you want to, on our maiden voyage here, um, anything else that you want to share uh, from your world? I know you got a t-shirt contest going. Yeah. So, uh, so we've, we've got a, a, a t-shirt competition called Go Kind. Uh, which is running until uh, the end of March. Uh, and that's for uh, the kiddos to design a, a motif around the topic of Go Kind. What does kindness look like to them? We've already seen incredible designs coming in from Intergo Bubble from all the way around the world, which is just awesome. Uh, so, and it's a great way, the, the educators have loved it as well about sparking creativity, obviously offline design, but also the empathy getting the kids to think about what kindness is. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, the thing we're, we're also really super psyched about is starting on World Book Day, 4th of March, uh, is our new global collaboration groups uh, under the go right with the creative writing. So, yeah, it's just it really fun. Uh, just lots going on at the moment, which is awesome. Seeing tons of school registrations each day, lots from the US, which is awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, a new country's joining. And how about how about for you? What's uh, so between now and, well, and me armsling you? What's it's, the? It's kind of funny the, um, it, because our school is new. We had to, um, we're, you know, it's like you really have to think about like what do the kids need to do. See, my school is kindergarten through twelfth grade, so that's very, you know, it's kind of a unique situation because we have an elementary, a middle school, and a high school. So we kind of have to do things that. Uh, fit the need of all at times so we have a project going right now obviously we're creating um, we need a school mascot and we need school colors so uh, they have yeah. voted on school colors I believe that they're blue and silver not nice. gray silver <laughs> I don't know how we're going to pull that off but <laughs> okay and um, oddly enough we they have chosen the mascot they have chosen a mouse so it's very unique. I think it's very, um, a virtual school can do that because we're not sitting necessarily on a football field screaming, go mice. Excellent. Just the visuals. I know, huh? All these other teams have these names, like, you know, all these... Falcons and bear grizzlies and the you know and yeah we're and the mice and we're a, we're a, a mouse a mouse go Sorry. mouse not even mice a mouse <laughs> brilliant so right now um we have our kids uh doing a, a kind of a an art contest to design the mouse ah and it could it could it can be a uh, mouse ah. Uh. Or it could be like a, a mouse or some combination. We will see what they come up with. But um, I, I have turned them on to your uh, contest as well. So we'll see if uh, we get any entries for you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, the one thing you can always guarantee, kids are so creative. And it's, yeah, it'll be, I'm sure, illuminating what they come up <laughs> with for your school mascot competition. Yay, mouse. <laughs> 
I think we should leave it there for today. Um, Henry, it's been fabulous uh, spending time with you as always. And um, I love that we're just going to let the rest of the world in on, you know, the fun that we have and uh, and uh, bring some more people into that world. So your first tag, you're it. You pick the first guest. And then we'll let everybody know who that's going to be and why they get to be the first guest. Sound okay. good? Okay, it does. I'll, I'll accept that challenge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to lead us out and say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Uh, bye, everyone. Thanks so much, Bobby. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Edgy Livestream Show. Let's stay connected. You can follow us on Twitter at Edgy Livestream. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to watch our live streaming shows on YouTube. If you want to join our next show or be a guest on our show, just visit our website at edulivestream.com or message us on Twitter at edulivestream. Please subscribe and leave a comment. We value you so much. Until next time, thanks for listening. Be kind and show your support for education.